Welcome to the Hard Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Fomar, and founder of Hard Faith. I've been working in the film and television world for over 15 years. On Hard Faith, we're about asking difficult questions about life and faith in an R-rated world. We release monthly. You can subscribe and share today. You can also write in at info at hardfaith.com to ask questions or to learn about opportunities to sponsor or to be on the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hard Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Fulmar, and I'm excited to share with you that I am finally, after many years of attempting, I'm finally succeeding at publishing my first book. Now, to be honest, most of this book I wrote over a decade ago. This is a very personal project to me. It's called The Hard Faith Beginning. And it's where my beginning began for hard faith. It is where I converted to Christianity, and it was under some really unique circumstances. I went to a place called Adventure Bible School in the North Island of New Zealand. It was mostly a school for like gap year students after high school, before college. I was a little bit of a late bloomer explorer of my faith, so it was after college for me. And there was about 18 of us, and we went on a wild adventure in the bush of New Zealand. It was truly a transformative experience. Day by day, I'm writing as I'm trying to make this faith my own for the first time. I'd never read the Bible before. I'd heard about Christianity. I even went to church up until I was about eight years old. But for most of my teenager and childhood, even as a young adult, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't have a personal relationship with him. So it wasn't until after I graduated college at age 21 that I went to Bible school to learn the Bible and to read it for the first time and to try and make this faith my own. So what's in this book, you might ask? Well, it's actually 30,000 words. So it's an actual book. It's a real book. And I'm very excited that I finally published one. Um, This is the first, the beginning of a series of books on hard faith, hard faith beginning. There'll be a hard faith confession book, which is sort of like St. Augustine's confession, kind of the theology behind hard faith. And then there'll be additional books kind of in this same realm. But I want to tell you a little bit about the contents of the book. So it starts off with me leaving central Pennsylvania, going on my first international trip alone at age 21 going to the actual other side of the globe, to the Southern Hemisphere, and this is in January of 2011. Just a month earlier, I had graduated college from Grove City College in December of 2010, and I signed up for Bible school, paused all my life plans and current jobs, and I just put my life on hold for a couple years while I explored my faith, and this was the beginning of that. Um, After flying, from what was winter in January in Pennsylvania, I flew to New Zealand into Auckland where it was summertime. Now summertime began when I got there, but by the end of my time in New Zealand, fall had already come um, as they're in kind of reverse seasons. My classmates, each one of them taught me something new. Also our leaders, You know, Adventure Bible School, a lot of people don't know what it means. What it means is that you're literally like living in the wilderness of New Zealand. There were days where we would hike for five days 
We would kayak for three days and then carry the kayaks on our backs. We would catch our wildlife to eat. Um, it, it was kind of like boot camp, honestly. It was a really unique experience. And for a guy who grew up in the woods, loving parts of nature, but always preferred his dress clothes, this was kind of a fish out of water experience. Um, I had never been on like a team like this outside of sports. I'd never been with a class that was mostly younger than me. And I'd certainly never been on the international, you know, adventure by myself. And so some things were familiar, but a lot of things were really challenging. Um, we had these impossible tasks where I believe our leaders set us up to fail to see how we dealt with failure and also how we dealt as being the leader or having to be led by our classmates. Each day, someone would be the new leader of the day for some of the group activities. Whether you liked that person or not, you got along with them. We would have these group leaders. Eventually, I was the group leader. And through failure, through hardship, through frustrations, that's where you really get to know yourself. You get to know the state of your heart. You get to know how much or how little or not at all that you rely on the Lord. Um, you know, there's that metaphor. It's like whenever a glass of water is hit it's what is it that spills out is this refreshing water is it salt water is it sour and so i got to learn through this very trying experience that a lot of what was inside me at that time in my life was not refreshing water to others it was it was more bitter and sour water <laughs> um i didn't i saw myself in the mirror and i didn't like what i saw i saw into my prideful, conceited, self-righteous heart. And at this point in my life, I knew I wanted to be a film director, but I, I was kind of acting like the world revolved around me and my glory. If I could just get an Oscar, if I could just be successful, then I felt like I would be happy and that my life, the purpose of its, of its existence was to revolve around me. And what I learned at Bible school is that my point of my existence is not to glorify myself, but it's to glorify God and to be part of his story of redemption that he started thousands of years ago in human history and is bringing it to fruition in Christ's second coming. And we all get to be part of that incredible story. Though life may be like a vapor and fast, having a relationship with God in this hard faith beginning, my, my the beginning of my journey it helped me to make sense of my life. And also whenever the hard times came, I was no longer alone. I had an immediate family and any brother or sister in Christ I met across the world. This opened up the world in a new way that I had never experienced before. I never had peace. I never had like actual hope. And so I had the fruit of the spirit for the first time I tasted real fruit in New Zealand. It, I remember there was a lot of different kind of metaphors for how I felt leaving New Zealand. I felt like I was a bungee jumper and that God had the cable and I could go in any direction. I could go to Hollywood. I could go to film school. I could go to seminary and God would always be there to catch me. And I also felt like I was someone before Bible school that was completely obsessed with performance, succeeding and working hard. And I still love those things, but the final end goal of working hard, of succeeding, was to glorify myself. 
And what I realized after Bible school is that everything I could possibly hope to achieve in this life was already given to me as a free gift. So when I look up into the sky and I see the stars, the same person that created every single star who created the heavens and the earth had already accomplished for me the greatest thing I could ever hope to win or secure myself, and that was my salvation. That was the relationship with Jesus and the forgiveness of my sins. And I didn't earn this. I didn't do anything to get this. And I'm starting off at 110% on my report card because of what God has given to us as a gift that we're remembering this Easter. This was mind-blowing. I didn't understand it, and I knew I'd only dip my toe in the pool of Christianity and theology. That's why even after this adventure, I went to seminary because I felt convicted that if I was, I, I knew I always wanted to be a filmmaker, and now if I was going to make film about God, I wanted to represent him accurately. I had fallen in love with God in New Zealand, and I wanted to share this love with others which is why I'm still making hard faith films today. Because I know that there's people out there that don't have a hope, that don't have peace, that don't believe that tomorrow is gonna be better than today, that they're despairing, that we're losing, especially my generation, to depression and suicidal ideation and addiction. This is why I'm making these films, is because I know what it's like to be in that dark place and believe that tomorrow won't be better. I've been in that place. I spent a lot of my life in that place. And the hope is that tomorrow will be better. Not because I'm going to work harder today or because something's going to work out, I'm going to get a raise or a promotion. I, it, tomorrow's going to be better because God's there already. He has already lived that day, been there for me, and no matter what happens, no matter what comes at us, I have peace that even if everything else is falling apart, God is there putting it together in my future. And I learned that peace at Bible school. I, don't, I never would have made it this long if it hadn't been for this adventure Bible school, my hard faith beginning. It's really a miraculous journey. And honestly, it was really emotional reading this journal. Some days I was like, I, I kind of remember that. I kind of remember that person. Other days, it felt like it was just yesterday or this morning. It felt vivid and it felt so real. And, you know, it's sort of a mountaintop experience going to Bible school. This is my mountaintop beginning. And as much as we'd love to stand on the mountaintop, there's a lot of valley in life, even after conversion to Christianity. It doesn't mean life is easier or simpler. It just means that now it has meaning and purpose. Even suffering has purpose with God. It's not mindless, pointless, meaningless suffering. It's suffering in hopes that somehow, some way, God's going to use this part of my story and this wound to help and love others, to point others to the only person who can heal us, which is Jesus. I was very serious about this faith journey, but what I realized through this journey is that often the faith journey is done in community. It's done with others. And I was so thankful by the end to be on this faith journey. In fact, after Bible school, I went to another Bible school. I went to seminary, went to film school, and eventually I made my first feature film. 
that was a proper hard faith post-conversion film, which was this movie, Generational Sins. And then a few years later, I made a film on the opioid epidemic, Shooting Heroin. Again, another hard faith contribution. During seminary, I wrote a short film called The Great Surgeon, which was a metaphorical film about how Christ saves us when we're dead in our trespasses. Um, and I'm working on a new couple of films now. We have our first Hard Faith Film Festival coming out this summer, this podcast. And finally, my first book. So here it is, Hard Faith Beginning. But I originally planned after college, after a lot of my plans fell through to move to Los Angeles and to begin the filmmaking career, a lot of my plans fell through. Um, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a place to live. And I decided I should pause my life because I felt like I needed to figure out what my ultimate belief was. What was the purpose of living? Um, I wanted to make film. I knew that since I was seven, year old, seven years old, I knew I wanted to be a film director, a filmmaker. And so that has always been clear to me and I've been working towards that goal my whole life. But what I had heard is that there are these stories of people who had succeeded and achieved so much and yet they still felt empty. You win the Oscar and then you feel depressed because now what, do you win another Oscar? And so I didn't want to get to the end of my career and have a life that meant nothing. And so I was searching at this place in my life after graduating college. I had read other religious books and I didn't connect with material. And I had already written off Christianity at this point because I thought I'd already knew the gospel story. I had heard about the crucifixion. I had heard about the baby in the manger, but I didn't know almost anything else besides maybe Noah's Ark about Christianity and the Bible. And so I was going to go to a European cafe and read from the front cover to the back cover of the Bible and then decide once and for all if it was all just a bunch of hocus pocus Mickey Mouse. But my sisters actually recommended maybe I should go to a Bible school. So I sit under the tutelage of Bible scholars and teachers that were dedicating their life to understanding this book. And I think that was great advice. And I'd give similar advice to anyone exploring their faith. Join a faith community, go to Bible school, read the Bible with others and learn about it. Um, it was the most life transforming, changing moment in my life when I was in the wilderness in New Zealand and I had my first real interaction on a relational level, a supernatural level with God. And if you buy or listen to the Hard Faith Beginning book, you'll learn all about it. This is my journal. The book, this is Holy Week. Um, the book is going to release and be available to order on Easter. So happy Easter, happy Holy Week. 12 years ago, almost to the day, I celebrated my first Easter as a Christian, and it was transformative, and I remember it and think about it almost daily. And I want to share this journey with you to encourage you, wherever you are in your journey, whether you're a person of faith, sliding, backsliding, afraid of the church, afraid of God, um, faith is hard. And I think we are meant to live our faith life in community, learn the Bible, reading the Bible, studying the Bible, applying it to our life. I mean, for the Bible, for me, what happened, what changed in this Bible school is that before when I read the Bible, 
felt kind of like a textbook. It felt like something almost like a, a math book, which I'm horrible at math, trying to understand it and trying to apply these roles to my life, but it meant nothing. And then after Bible school, after this wilderness experience, when I read the Bible, it felt like a deep therapy session where the words were being applied to my life in a, in a soulful, spiritual way, supernatural way. And it made sense in my life, my, my position in the universe, my goals, my relationships. It made sense in my life in a deep therapeutical way in which no other text ever has. It illuminated scripture, the Holy Spirit brought these words to life. And I've been far from perfect, but I am always thankful for this hard faith beginning. Thank you for listening to this podcast, for supporting hard faith in its mission, for watching our films, our short film, hopefully seeing you at the film festival and purchasing my first book. It's a very personal story. I hope it encourages you. No one's perfect, but we do have a perfect God that loves us perfectly. Despite everything we experience in this world, all the hardships and failures and disappointments in others and in ourselves, there's still a God that loves you, cares about you deeply and personally, knows you better than you know yourself. And that's what I discovered on this journey. And it set me off on what would become my career in hard faith. Thank you for listening. And I have some great guests coming up. We've already recorded their episodes. If you want to be on the show, reach out. If you want to learn more about the book or if you're going to purchase the audiobook or the hard or soft copy on Amazon, let me know. Give us a review. I'd love to have this dialogue and for us all to be growing and learning together on this hard faith journey. So thanks so much for listening. Please learn more at hardfaith.com and happy Easter. Thanks so much for listening to the Hard Faith Podcast. Tune in next month to hear our next guest. Please subscribe and share.